is still, the flat is cold, we can't turn up the heat. The rent is high, the bills are up, their costs we just can't meet. But there's a way that you can help, a way to make things right. With Patreon, the overdraft's gone and Debit is in sight. Patreon.com slash shame city. Hello, and welcome to the 63rd episode Hmm. of That's a Shame. Hi. Hello. Good? Yeah. Cool. Fine. I'm Declan. I'm Isaac. And welcome back. Wow. It's been such a while, hasn't it? A week? Exactly. Goodness me. Still not enjoying the weekly spread. Definitely not. Imbues each actual recording session with a sense of dread. How long do you think until we Give say, up. fuck you, Mrs. Delane, and just oh, do two I mean, a week I anyway? I won't be saying that, Mrs. <laughs> Delane, okay? I don't know. Yeah, we need to do something because I think the enthusiasm is tied into the frequency because otherwise yeah. it becomes like, it's harder to find time for one than two in a way. It it sounds like a lot of bullshit, but mm. that just is the case. I could do a seminar with that as the topic about like management no. consultancy. Maybe that's how we make our rent. We just, by like being professional deniers of Occam's razor, yeah, <laughs> we just go, no. How about that? We've got a hell of an episode coming up. I haven't oh said that in a long time. Oh my God, here we go. Oh, Declan's got all kinds of controversial content to discuss. We've got names to bleep out. We've got topics that are, you know, near the very edge of what is acceptable <laughs> to broadcast. When we say close to the bone, we're on about the marrow. <laughs> That's it, straight in the marrow. And then, of course, we have a continuation of... Dr. Toby King's patented love quiz, as I believe he's asked us that is, yeah. several he, times to refer to he's it. He's called me up in the middle of the night. Just screaming yeah. the words down the phone. And I, I find that upsetting and threatening. So there. We have capitulated. Concession towards it. How's your week been? Uh, better than the last. Good. Cars no. continuing. It's still going. Oh, good. Had to put some petrol in it today. I bet that Which was cheap, was it? It's one of those like things that... I am constantly annoyed and surprised by. Mm. I'm struggling to think of any other examples in my life. I think a bit like, a bit like running out of bread. Mm. And I, well, I use it every day. And and yet, and I know I can see it getting like fewer and fewer slices in the bag. And yet still one day I will come to it and go, no fucking bread. Again, as if. Yeah. Like, and what about when we ran out of rice and then Sainsbury's decided, nah. They also had. Did, they swapped out the rice for pudding rice and I picked up a bit of rice. I was like, oh, they've got it back. And then I was at the tail. I was like, hang on. Pudding rice. Now we've had an interesting remedy to this. Uh-huh. What is that? What well, is what we've for? done is we've gone, hey, China, <laughs> try this export emphasize. <laughs> and we've imported a tonne. A metric ton. No, it's actually 10 kilos, I think. Yeah. Of rice that now sits resplendent in our living room. Next to, next to seven and a half kilograms of, of potatoes. Ireland's potatoes. <laughs> I mean, we're doing wonders for the global economy. It's incredible. I think if Theresa May is going to be quite so slow on trade deals, 
we'll we'll sort it out. Yeah. We could get a through line going. Mm. But the uh, the petrol thing is it's even like less understandable from an outside perspective than the bread because on the dashboard I have a literal counter that tells me how many kilometers I have left mm. until I've run out. And I keep looking at it, and then a little light comes on. It says, mm, you've run out of petrol. It goes, boom, boom. You have to look. And then... It should I'll, go... That's what it does. That's what it does is it cuts out. <laughs> um, and then it did it again today because I had half the no petrol amount. Uh-huh. So I pulled in and got some. And it, it again did that thing that really amuses me. I don't know if I mentioned it on one of the Block Switch episodes. You know how we got somewhat low on petrol yep. then that was part of in, the in flat, our escape yeah. um, is that when you get out and then open up because you're literally as it were running on fumes mm. as the saying goes when you open up the petrol cap it just goes oh does it yeah oh I didn't know that that's it's horrible really, it, that's it's like, like it's taking a piss it's like out a of dying gas oh, it literally fill goes fill me up that's gross it's really does it smell of like a petrol burp yeah. That's horrible. It's actually really, in a childish way, really amusing. <laughs> no, I don't like that one bit. I'm going to make you listen to it one day. I'll be so far away from that car. <laughs> I'm going to leave another passive-aggressive note on our windshield and blame it on the neighbour. <gasps> I knew it. Goodness me. Um, so, yeah, but other than that... Things I think are looking up pretty good week. in Delane Towers. Exactly. Where we both live. That's what it's called this week. <laughs> we got it. It's going back to burn. No wonder door. no delivery service can ever find it. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, look. What about, well, hang on. What? What about your week? Oh, it's fine. You know, you know me. Consistent. That's what you they call me. Did a show? I uh, did. Oh yeah, I did a concert. That was nice, and uh, I was good. Is the feedback? So thanks, uh, thanks good. for that. Your own or <laughs> no other people's? I forgot lines, so I didn't think I was very good at all. I think this is why Isaac doesn't like any of us coming to <laughs> this stuff. Is because listeners don't know about this. Oh yeah, well Isaac has this um, kind of pathological opposition to anyone he knows seeing him do anything that isn't just like, exist, that isn't just living. <laughs> um, and he doesn't much, I think, like people seeing him do that either. It's just that some of the some no, of the things are unavoidable. Yeah. yeah. When, especially when you're in when, a flat I show. know. I mean, like... Once, I've asked them to leave. Once you can... stick around. The day Isaac gets an oven in his room is the day <laughs> no one ever sees him again. I don't the even rice, You could bring the rice cooker in here. Yeah. Oh, my if God. If I had, like, a, some way of reheating, like, one of those uh, single hobs that they use in all those cooking videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That'd be it. We're done. I'd be in here to So, we don't dare ask where or when he's actually doing these things. We just let him... But performances then, but then what it well I mean you say that's what you're going <laughs> inverted commas <laughs> but what it does mean is he comes back and invariably you know everyone thought he was very good but none of us have any way <laughs> any of corroborating this that's real funny yeah I guess not and never will you know that's what you think oh no you've got a spice <laughs> with many eyes got people out there no it was good uh, it was in a it was like a much I was asked to do it by someone I'd worked with previously as just like she was doing a concert and just wanted more people. So it wasn't totally self-aggrandizing right. in a way that these things kind of invariably are. Yeah. So me and my friend Will were asked She thought that it. you turning up was a way I to I would lower the narcissism. <laughs> yeah. I, see, I don't project that on stage. I'm humble. I'm a humble uh, performer. Yeah. I'm all about just giving to the audience. Uh, you, I mean, uh, to be you fair, <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I do remember you wearing that dog costume. And it was and lovely, that, wasn't it? That was I the opposite of narcissism. I gave and I gave and I gave. 
But it turned out to be in a really nice uh, venue where they had like a Steinway piano. So it was good. And I got free food and drink. And so what more could you really want? Nothing. No, I don't think so. Your friends are... Oh, no, no, no. Fuck them. (laughs) What are they going to do? Dilute my free drink tab? That'd be gone. That'd be one drink. (laughs) You you wouldn't even have performed yet. I'd have (laughs) gone through the whole thing. I'd have been out of there. Uh, No, it did. I had to do that thing like we talked about last week actually mm-hmm. look it does tie in well to the toby king See, love question you're smart you're on the ball that thing of like people reacting to you after a performance particularly those weird like superficial interactions where people come up and like thanks really enjoyed it yeah no it was great really loved it and you're like just leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> i want to drink my peroni that i've been hitherto for disallowed on the basis that it would ruin your voice uh but you know, people people are nice, but they do want to talk to you a bit too much. I find yeah. a bit are like, oh, so what? What was your research like for getting into character for the one and a half songs? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of none? Have you heard of I went to one rehearsal? That was it. But it was fine. I did a song from Sunday in the Park with George. I do hope you are one day commissioned to write a book about your process. <laughs> Short book. <laughs> a little pamphlet. Oh, that reminds me, actually. I went to the... Uh, reminds is the wrong word for something that happened hours ago. <laughs> but I was just at the Harry Potter exhibition at the British Library. I recall. And it's... Uh, Looking back. Many years ago. A couple of things. First of all, it was good. It was a nice exhibition. It was really well done. And the British Library is a like, lovely place to visit. Yeah. So here are some problems with it. Number one, uh, <clears throat> a lot of it was parts of like drafts of the books or her notes or otherwise textual things, it being the British Library. Yeah. And it was also quite busy. It's like a sold out exhibition. And everyone the reads. The average reading speed 10% of your totally <laughs> Like baffling. Like I stood. Are back. you speaking now, like as a national average? It seems from your cross yeah. Section. Because I've never, I've always known like uh, that it wasn't very fast. But I'm sure these people were like t- either taking the piss or were just so into it they were like rereading every bit. Because there'd be like a long kind of 15 feet glass cabinet with maybe five pages of A4, uh, not even like dense, quite large font. Yeah. And there was a guy stood there for more than 10 minutes going through. And because it was so busy, everyone was just kind of waiting for him at each page because he was standing, like holding everyone else up for him to like move along. And he had headphones in. So I think he was quite oblivious to the fact that to his left was just an increasingly large cube. He just looking at him. <laughs> this guy's a fucking debt lev, no oh joke. So that was a shame. Also, uh, I've off, I've had this thing for a while, but I hadn't really ever put it into a single theory or rather counter theory or maybe opposition to a theory, which right. is that J.K. Rowling, as you may know, maintains that she had all of the books planned out from the time that she wrote the first one. And that is just bullshit. <laughs> it's just not true. And all loads of authors say that. They're like, yeah, I knew where the whole thing was going from day just one. You a, absolutely didn't. Not the case. And get this for some proof of that. So one of the drafts of Philosopher's Stone that was there <laughs> included, so there were a couple of plot points. First, Hagrid became a kind of emissary for the magical community. And he was meeting a minister, a muggle minister called Fudge. So right. that was already fucked up because his, as we know, listeners, he's eventually minister for magic uh, to tell him that, quote, a little man with red eyes 
who was probably but never named as Voldemort, was like fucking up the whole world. So it was basically this, the original plot was going to be that it was a red dwarf. A red-eyed dwarf was the main antagonist of Harry Potter. And apparently she had she hadn't quite planned out whether or not it was going to be a dwarf, but she knew that Fred Weasley's left ear was going to get blown off. Like, <laughs> give me a break. How about this? Vernon Dursley was going to be prime minister of the country. And his... What, you mean in, instead of... Uh, one man who works at Grunning's yeah, Drill Factory. Which is perhaps one of the best jokes in it, Grunning's yeah. Drill Factory. And also, instead of being called Dudley Dursley, he was going to be called Dillsbury. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh. I mean, just give it up, JK, all right? We all are on to the fact. It doesn't make me respect you any less as an artist if you're like, oh, I was coming up with No, it. she's already lost all of that sense <laughs> with the rest with of her Twitter. opinions. Oh, dear. But no, it was just, it confirmed for me, despite lots of the exhibition was kind of showing detailed plans and stuff and being like, yeah, look, she had all these relationships in place. She knew the Battle of Hogwarts was coming. I mean, obviously it was. But there's no sense in which the trajectory was mapped out. No. And there's further to that, just no point in lying about it. No. Give it up. For the love of God. It's so that she can maintain this, like, uh, vice-like grip over on mm. the text. She's like the opposite of Death of the Author, yeah, isn't she's, she? She's like zombie <clears throat> author. Yeah. Like Roland Barthes might as well just never have happened. Yeah. Because what she's about that amazing clickhole article based on the fact that she has a reputation of kind of revealing information that exists only in her head yeah. and not the books, where it's like... Amazing. Wow. JK Rowling just announced that Daniel Radcliffe is actually Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. What about the, the, uh, the tweet I sent you the other day that was, uh, like in quotation marks, Oh, Dumbledore roller skated everywhere for the last 30 years. He's been doing it for three decades, but it's never mentioned because it wasn't important. Aaron's <laughs> journey. His journey. <sighs> That's so funny. I was tutoring today mm-hmm. on people and words. You're That's the vague people. No, I'm saying continuing the vague topic of oh, people see, and their I reactions see. to words. And <clears throat> I just asked him if he had any kind of poetry anthology, like from school, that we could just do some unseen poetry work. Uh-huh. He managed to find one, and I turned to the one poem in there that I talked before, which was The Tiger, uh-huh. the William Blake poem. Now, bright. Yeah. One. Now, two things. It's shite. First of all, (laughs) the first stanza is Tiger, 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 burning bright bright in the the forests of the the night. night. What immortal hand or eye could frame your fearful symmetry? symmetry Don't be fobbing me off with eye and symmetry. Eye symmetry. It actually in Blake's day, it was quite common to pronounce symmetry. Shit. (laughs) This is like people saying, oh no, Shakespeare would have pronounced it Louvre. That's why, that's why you can rhyme love with above and get away with it. I hate all the dialect Shakespeare. Have you seen the video of like, there's oh, the an two guys who are doing RC it and like, his dad's like the expert. Yeah, and they're, they're talking like farmers. Yeah, like, to like, be or not to be, that is the more unto the bre- Once more unto the brooch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not true. It's bullshit. It's, I reckon they've got as much credence as the fake sign language guy at Mandela's oh, funeral yeah. who is just <laughs> flapping his arms He's around. flailing vaguely. <clears throat> but the other thing that, you know, it was at the time... Mm. It made me question whether or not I'm as good at this tutoring life as I, as I you know, previously thought. Um, and as my 
profile might suggest. Yeah. But I've come to the conclusion that it's nothing to do with me. Okay. It's just that the it's kid's not a you. lost cause. It's the kid. Yeah. Um, in that, I set him these <clears throat> five questions on the poem. Did you come up with them? No, they were in the book. Oh, there were okay. ten, and I picked that out was pretty five. pretty handy. Yeah. Because it was mostly about him learning to write under time management mm-hmm. because he takes forever. Like he writes sometimes some good stuff, yeah. but it takes him an hour to do three paragraphs. You know, like, well, that's no good to you in yeah. an exam. So I set him these questions and he did question one. It was, you know, what, what do you think this poem is about? Briefly explain what you think this poem is about. And I gave him three minutes and he'd written about three lines and I read it and his basic summary was that <laughs> that the narrator, or actually, as he put it, the writer, mm-hmm. was just really angry and confused about where tigers come from. <laughs> and I <laughs> That must be such a great impetus to go and sit down and write a really angry poem in a really scratchy pen. <laughs> Fucking tigers. I mean, where even where? are they? You where? always see where? them arrive, but never where they're and coming then, from. And then and so I I should have tried to gently nudge him away from this idea. That's going to take more than a again, nudge. Well, again, I was, it was more bunch. about the time management than it was than about the, the answers at this point. I uh, What I did was I said, look, you haven't written nearly enough. In that amount of time, you should be able to write at least six lines. Mm. And he was like, no. And I went, start timer. And I wrote a paragraph saying what the poem was about. And, and, I, was went, like, <laughs> so, and I went, look, have a read of mine, just mm-hmm. so that you know I haven't written like nonsense. I haven't just written any words I could think. Nice. It actually is a paragraph. And he said, so read through. He's like, right, okay. And then he got onto question two. And question two was something about, you know, uh, the, there are a lot of rhetorical poems in the question. Why do you think... Rhetorical what questions in the poem. Yeah. Why, what... what um, effect do you think this has Mm. and he started and he was like it really emphasizes his confusion (laughs) about once again about the tiger and the origins of the tiger (laughs) and who made it and And why (laughs) i mean really why and and i again was like so it's not he's not it's not about tigers it's not i know that (laughs) I know it's so called confusing. the tiger, and he does reference it. But again, and so I, I look, I taught him about extended metaphors mm. and poetic conceits, all of which can be used to ask the age-old question of where, where the fuck, fuck did all these <laughs> bloody tigers come from? So, question three was something like, um, uh, "He, why do you think? Oh, why does he ask?" Of the tiger, where are you did from? He, did he who created you create the lamb? Did he who made the lamb make uh-huh. you? Um, <clears throat> and he says, Blake. Actually, he didn't. He kept saying the writer. That's I had annoying. to keep circling, it, saying, "You know who he is, <laughs> Blake." Um, Blake um, knows that the lamb is innocent and pure, and is a symbol for goodness. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Yes. Anyway, so he is confused and angry as to why the same God would also make tigers and drop them somewhere. I mean, God knows where. And and I just, I couldn't, I, 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 there was no more to say. I was like, he's not, it's not about 
tigers. <laughs> There's no... He didn't care. He wasn't at the zoo shaking his fist. Damn you! Like, slamming his thumb into the little... The little, like, about this animal board. I mean, like, but where? Where? And Give why? me a town, at least! <laughs> the final question was, why does... Why does he uh, repeat the the first stanza at the end of the poem? But then, why does he uh, the why is the only change that he makes that it's now what immortal hand or eye dare frame your fearful symmetry? And (laughs) his answer for why does he repeat it? It's because the word confused because because it reiterates his relentless confusion as to the origins of the tiger. His answer to why does he change it from good to dare was he's now angry (laughs) about the tiger. Even more. This is ramped up to 11. He's no longer confused. He knows that he's right and he's angry that God made tigers. (laughs) (laughs) Just. Very that's very not upsetting. that's not my fault, right? No, there's like, nothing I, you can do there. No. Th- th- there's no salvaging. Was it that annoying answer. at the time or funny at the time? Uh, it was, it was annoying, but only because he's a bit too dull to actually understand why. Because I started by finding it funny, yeah, but he didn't find me finding it funny funny. Oh, what an idiot! So I was like, no. I but, had one of my students. Uh, I think it might be the same one that I told you. The books are everywhere. Oh, your books are everywhere. Yeah. He, we had a really unpleasant lesson because he just would. He was just like really disagreeing with my supported by fact interpretation of Jekyll and Hyde, one of the most kind of symbolically obvious texts of all time. <laughs> he was like, "I just don't think Hyde is evil." I was like, "What, what do you mean?" Like he's. He's the a man to death, <laughs> breaks his bones. And he was like, no, nah, I think it's more about... And he was just kept going. I was like, I was getting so annoyed. I was having to be like, just to remind myself that I was the adult here. We weren't like actually having a discussion. I was supposed to be no. teaching. So I was yeah. like, so why do you think that? And he was like, it's just, just a feeling. Like, well, okay, how would you write that? And he was like, well... That's where it's hard. I was like, no wonder it's not supported by the book. You idiot. This this same kid, I, b- before that, the reason I asked him to go and get an anthology was to look for an easier poem because he's not, he's not ordinarily an idiot. He's uh-huh. like one of the brighter kids that I've tutored. Poetry is a challenge. Yeah, seemingly. But I d- hadn't really realised that because the ones we'd written about thus far were ones that he had. Yeah. Um, studied a fair bit in class so i took along what i thought was still with a bit of background that i gave beforehand relatively simple i took along sylvia plath Mm -hmm. and i was doing cut Mm -hmm. for those who don't know cut it's about her cutting where tigers come from (laughs) it's on a similar theme it's about how she cuts her thumb while cooking and it's about how she kind of she's all over it like yeah she loves it can't get loves the blood that like it's she loves when the red water comes to quote salad fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, I started telling him about a bit about Sylvia Plath, a bit about some of her psychological troubles uh-huh. that she'd had, her depression, yep. her ultimate suicide. Yep. Ultimate <coughs> suicide. <laughs> New on ESPN. 10,000 points <laughs> for the oven. Um, I, I've actually, as a little throwback, I've, I've used this poem two or three times with, 
pupils that I've tutored. Mm. And every time I say that she ended up killing herself by putting her head in the oven, to all of them, I've had to explain what a gas oven was oh, because no. they go, <gasps> and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's bad, but it's not. She wasn't just sat in there like, oh, it's really fucking hot. <laughs> Um, so yeah she's kind of delighted she's thrilled what a thrill is how she starts by this um, cut it's that it's it's a poem that sort of um, emphasises that self-harming idea of the rush of endorphins the excitement that expulsion of whatever's bad within you and I asked him straight up after we'd read the poem a few times, explained some of the words, had a look at some of the imagery. I was like, how do you think she, uh, she feels about um, cutting herself here, like cutting her thumb? And he went, not good. Good, that's insight. And I was like, okay. And he went, he's got a stance at least. Angry. Right. And I said, okay. Um, He's really reading between the lines. And I said, what about line one and then line <laughs> line Two. fifteen and, and fifteen to seventeen? Like what what are those ideas? So line one obviously what a thrill. And then fifteen to seventeen is this um uh I'm, I'll be there with my bottle of pink fizz. A, a celebration this is. Some people don't like thrills <clears throat> or pink fizz though. Well he like looked angry pink. He looked at it and he went, mm. So she's sort of it's like she says celebration. And I went, yeah. And he went, and he sort of, he thought about it for a second, then caught my eye and nodded knowingly and went, sarcasm. <laughs> That's and lovely. I was like, why don't we move on? That's so sweet, <laughs> Another I see what you're doing oh, here, you, Mr. Delane. You, you're playing me. You pushed me. Oh. Without you, I'd have looked right past the sarcasm. <laughs> I'd have gone straight. I'd have gone straight. His first summation was, is it, all, is it about war? Because she mentioned... Everyone thinks everything's about war. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first I think it's the everything. I think it's the problem with them doing this power and conflict. Yeah, they think everything's about power or everything conflict. Everything is war. Yeah. Everything is war. Mm. Everything is war when you're part of the gang. Oh, so yeah, it's been an okay week, but the, the tutoring's <laughs> going from struggle. strength to strength. So you've got some information to impart. You you messaged me while I was at the exhibition, probably waiting for that same man with his headphones in to complete Almost a one-page story certainly. where J.K. Rowling lied about knowing anything that was going to happen yeah. with the phrase. I, I think it was. I've got some killer content. Killer content. Yeah, no, killer content. Oh, right. Uh, well, fuck that. It's another of my Ted Bundy monologues. <laughs> no, uh, well, <clears throat> we have been employed, as it were. Uh-huh. I've not had this employment offer directly. No. So are you now my agent in this regard? Uh, as it were. Uh, as in, I, I I was just the like the bookkeeper for our partnership. Okay, that's fair The course come in to me. Yeah, because I'm not going to deal I'd with take that sort of No, you just literally wouldn't. I keep so. my hands out of that. The day to day. So I got a message from Emily off of we, off of mugs, off, off of, of gifts, because I'd uh, we'd been speaking because I was doing that short story competition. I remember. How did it go? Uh, well, I, I won't find out for a while, but for me, it was tell fine. listeners what your great and you know rich with narrative potential <laughs> topic was. The way it so, works is so, you get assigned stuff, don't you? Yeah, so there are like thousands of people in this competition. You get arranged into heats of twenty, yeah, and then at what is for 
most people in America who are doing it midnight, uh-huh. but it's for me 5 a.m. Oh, yeah. You get an email with a link to an enormous table with all the thousands of people who've entered, and you find your name and you're given a brief. So you're given a genre, mm-hmm. a theme, which is the loosest, already a broad term, yeah. but they play fast and loose with it. Good. And a character that you have to have. And you have to write your story on that. And for the first round, it's a two and a half thousand word story maximum. Uh, and you have a week to do it. Mm-hmm. And then second round, it's... And last year you had like a... Last year I had rom-com, uh-huh. uh, kleptomania, and a baker. It's a good three. There's There's stuff in there. I, I reread it this year to see like how decent it was. Like with a year's kind of yeah. gap afterwards, and it was all right. My my setup for that was that there was a then the first person narrator of the story was a female journalist yeah. who was asked by her failing local newspaper to cover this this thief who was rampantly stealing from the local bakery, and it was her because she fancied the baker and was trying to get his attention. And it was it was fine. It was, it was all, those ideas. Yeah, it was all right. It was a decent story. Yeah. But I there was that one joke in it that I was really proud of, which was where uh, she's trying to get out of writing the story. <laughs> and she says, um, I tried telling Jill that I wouldn't do it on moral grounds because the thief could be a poor child who was stealing to live. But it turned out she'd seen Aladdin. So <laughs> it didn't fly. <laughs> but I, I, like, I looked through and it was a decent story. This year... Mm. My opening round uh, <clears throat> topics were horror. Ooh. Now, horror is already somewhat of a sticking point because as we've discussed, I think, on the show before, in a horror novel, you can't have jump scares. Yeah. <laughs> you can, like, turn the pages as boo. In yeah, horror is hard, especially short so, story. Yeah, hard. so you need time to set up something yeah. so that something can go wrong so that you have, you have to have like unease a normality from which the to story disturb. diverges yeah um so i was already like hmm okay <clears throat> but then a real theme saving light house cleaning one of the scariest types of <laughs> hygienic kind of investigation yeah but you're thinking okay maybe then you have you have the chance for Possibly working class character, they're, you know, perhaps having to clean an old these mansion. Grand old mansions, yeah. these sorts of things. A ghost happens, the end. There's a ghost, yeah. Maybe they just, they're dusting, they dust off a ghost. Tiger wanders in. Where God does it come from? from. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was like, okay, there's potential here. Yeah. It's, it points it towards a kind of hackneyed territory, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Potentially. But, you know, but there's, there's ways work. you can play yeah. with that. There's something to do. You could, you could kind of subvert a trope. Character. A jester. <laughs> now. Jester is such a specific, specific yeah, term. Um, so, so specific, in fact, that I just broke the rule. Oh, did you? Really. How did you get around it? Well, I mean, I my character was a jester, but oh, they were specifically you. a jester from the Joker card in a, oh, in a deck of cards oh. so that I didn't have to say Jester so many times. I also kept them such a minimal part of the story. Good. They were the never seen, never really mentioned bad <laughs> guy. 
Um, I never ever had to describe them really, Good. other than saying they were exactly like tall. a jester would. <laughs> Picture one of those bells on Done. his shoes. <laughs> yeah, they're not the most inherently interesting or scary. No, um, and they also are fixed in such a specific time and place. Yeah, it's not you don't like happen upon jesters. Oh fuck! There's a jester. Probably he's oh he's turned out to be a scary jester. <laughs> what are the odds? I came here to do some house cleaning. So even though this time I, you know, I had a fairly nothing week mm-hmm. and plenty of time to do it. Uh, you got I, it done early? No, left it to the last minute. Oh, interesting. Submitted with eight minutes to spare. Wow, nice. exactly twenty five hundred words. Good. Um, but you yeah, get style I was, points. I was that. reasonably happy with it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I I don't think they'll like the ending, but I thought the ending was horrid. Will you so. be sharing it with the listeners? I can do. Maybe we could I could do a serialised bonus episode where I, I play mean, the jester. I mean, there's no need to serialise. It won't take us very long. We're going to do 50 words an episode. It's going to bulk the fuck out. Is this our response to being so having so much content that we need to do backed up? Yeah. That's all going to be three minutes. How do you like this, guys? <laughs> but yeah, no, we can do that. I can cool. do a little recording. Why not? Yeah. Um, so, so I had sent, when I'd written the first paragraph, mm-hmm. which I did on Monday... And then didn't touch it again until Friday. Good. I'd sent it to Emily. Yeah. She'd had a read. And then when I finished the story, I sent it to her. Loving the cleaning. Hate this jester chat. <laughs> anyway, we could change that. <laughs> Feels a little out of place. Um, so she messaged me a couple of days after. Yeah. Hey, I still need to read your story. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, there's no rush. Um, she said, I'm messaging now. Because I have questions about being mean to people using the internet. Ah, coming to the experts. Exactly. Hello. Okay. I said, ooh, okay. Do you have any go-to ideas? Um, I said go ahead before she could finish her next message, which was short of getting someone killed. Oh. So I like that she thinks that we have a set of ideas that do involve. I've got a Google Doc. <laughs> The Google all my, num- my numbers. He tried to send me a shopping list the other day. It was just <laughs> guillotine. Three different hitmen <laughs> in the local area. She said, this kid at my brother's college is a cunt and I want <laughs> to ruin his life. We should clarify college as in like sixth form. So for our American listeners, they're what, 17? I think he's 18. I said, hmm... Send me a profile and I'll get back to you in a day or so. Wow, you've got a whole system. Yeah. This is good. Okay, so... Her next message was, he looks like a white supremacist. Ah, so you could get in. You could be the mom. Yeah, well, I did say I can't blame him for that (laughs) because I look like one. You've lived that. And she said, that's not the reason for my vitriol. He looks more like one than you do. Oh, there you go. Which I like that she doesn't deny that I do. (laughs) But he looks more... uh, to which I responded, goodness, short of a swastika tattoo, I don't know quite how he could. Mm. I'll send you a profile and you will see. Nothing too elaborate, please. Just like spam his email or something. Okay. But we're better than that. I mean, that's, you know, that's phase one. That is. Yeah. Of an 18 phase plan. I said, trust in us. Did you say it like the snake in Jungle I, Book? I hoped so. I put a heart after it. So trust it looks in- like that. What about Scarlett Johansson singing that at the end of the Jungle Book remake? Very creepy. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. His name. Now, we're going to have to bleep this out. Yeah, but. But I want Isaac's. <laughs> I want Isaac's re- genuine pure reaction. Because when Declan told me about this when I came home earlier, the first thing I asked 
was what his name was, or maybe I was about to ask, and you told you like came out with even his name because in my head, yeah, I have this like incorrect notion that names can be very telling about a person. His no, well, no, I, I mean incorrect across the bro- across the broad across, across the, the board, board, but but in individual when they situations, do, they they really they, when the stars align, they align in a big way. Yeah, and I because I said even his name is reason enough that yeah. we should be on board with this. Okay. His name. Hang on, you haven't explained why we're. Why we get on to that in a second. Okay, we okay. still, I still haven't got to why. Okay. Um, <clears throat> his name is. <laughs> I have to bleep it again now. Yep. I mean, yeah, he's already lost a lot of respect there. Now she sent a picture. Uh huh. His current Facebook profile picture. Let's have a, let's have a now I'm going to show it to you. And again, our listeners are for the time being going to have to just. I'll describe. I'll paint a picture with my words. My response was that he looks like someone failed to abort Paul Deneau's character in There Will Be Blood. <laughs> so you can tell me how accurate that is. Okay. Oh, no. He looks exactly like I thought he would, actually. <laughs> he looks like someone with a first name that's come out of, like, 1960s East London gangster I'm culture. thinking we should call him Reggie. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, that's made it very clear what his first name is. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Reggie. Yeah. Basically. Oh, I need to mark to edit that. The girl that Reggie is dating uh-huh. is friends with Emily's brother, who we'll call Sam. Okay. So Sam's Emily's brother. He's friends with the girlfriend of Reggie. Yeah. Platonic friends. Yes. Has been. Not like friends. No, no. They've been uh, good friends since Pals. high school. Yeah. Um, for like a, a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was talking to her. As you would. In the corridor. Yeah. Up comes Reggie. No. Did he str- did he swagger up, do you think? Oh, almost certainly. His, um, I've got some more photos to show you for your reactions later. Ooh, can't wait. Um, basically, his Facebook is that he, um, he does MMA. Okay, yeah. He's an MMA guy. Yeah, no, I can see From that. Basildon. Cool. Good place. So, you know, he's like, he's one of the he's crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you like, don't... I'm not going to mess with him. No. Well, no, we are. Oh, well, we are. Yeah, no, oh, we are. right. I've misunderstood <laughs> the feature. Yeah. But, I mean, he doesn't think that you should. Right. That's, that's that, the image that he's that putting out there. That itself encourages that actually drags with. me right, <laughs> forward yeah. to do It's so. like why big guys are always the ones that get punched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently speaking to Reggie's girlfriend is enough of a crime. Mm-hmm. So jealous was Reggie, well, who I presume is mostly, to uphold. mostly incapable of language. Right. MMA. Speaks can... with his fists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and his universal language. And his dopey hair. Yep. Um, and just very loudly um, and to everyone uh, said that Sam had special needs. Right. Um, which, given that Sam is a, a quiet boy, uh-huh. is somewhat re- of a... He didn't respond. No. He wasn't going to, like, rise to it. No, he wasn't. And also, like, it makes the uh, the accusation somewhat more damning because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need that. No. He's already trying his best. He's putting himself out there. He's talking to and people. And, you know, it's an inherently ableist thing to shout anyway. Well, yeah. We can't have that. We're not nope. supporters of any of that kind of rhetoric. Um apparently said it in front of all of Sam's friends and indeed all of Reggie's friends. Yep. 
Um, I bet Reggie's friends laughed like crab and boy. Oh, definitely. Like the absolute hey, sycophantic... you got him there, boss. Teenage Richard Hammonds that they are. <laughs> Cackling away while yeah. he kicks a homeless man to death. Um, and, <clears throat> and then Sam, you know, being the bigger man, just turned and walked away from it all. Yep. Um, and insists that he's... Uh, He's all right about it, but has apparently been very quiet oh, at home since. That's not on, is it? Which isn't on. We can't have that because you know that sticks and stones thing. I mean, we all know that's total wank, right? This words can never hurt you thing. Oh, yeah. Like, why does anyone ever say that adage? Why is that ever a thing you say to children? Sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. It's just so totally wrong. Like, it's <laughs> it's just worse than any other lie you could offer a child that's being bullied like what how does that help them hmm. so what i think is we need to properly get back in mm-hmm. in some sort why, of way why has this come to us because because emily knows we're the best so she's gone straight to the best she hasn't been like flicking through the no, other no, pages no. do you think she's tried other outlets first she she said that she's going to like do some stuff as well like, okay. she's not she's not t- incapable no 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 far from it but she's just like she you wants, also want to she wants a bespoke service. Well. That's fair enough. That's what we offer. Um, let me show you a couple of other photos. You can give me your reactions mm-hmm. and our listeners. Um, he's second from the left in this one. What's the mood? Looks like, oh, um, have you seen Goodfellas? Yeah. It's like that. Oh, no, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it is. He's second from the left. Yeah. Why? Wow, he had really long hair in these days. He did. He looks like... Uh, I like that as the MMA fighter, he is by far the smallest of... All yeah, his friends. but but at the same time, look at the confidence in that kind of swagger, uh, that static yeah. swagger. That why he never smiles. Well, he doesn't want to show weakness. Well, it won't be because he's just like perennially unhappy. No, that being what? that being having you know fighting the most think basic thing that any person could ever strive to be good at. Don't tell Reggie it's not an art. I mean, I just think that having that as the only thing you can do, the only facet of your personality. You think he's covering up something? I just think he's a boring cunt, really. Well. I mean, he took this photo. Oh, he's got an Adidas thing going on here. Yep, Adidas thing. He's sort of like half, it's like he's thinking about the national anthem. Yeah, it's like he's remembering a time that he stood for it. And the ghost of the stance. He just had to. Yeah, he was like, right, for the queen. Take this one, man. And up he got. Um, This... This was once his um, his cover photo. Tell me what you think. It's just a job. Grass grows, birds fly, waves pound the sand. I beat people up. An Ali quote. Right. Picture next. of the the famous knockout shot. Now, when you see Reggie, yeah, close. Is, I think of him as basically the modern day. Was Ali one of the, the people who came to mind? Well, I see them. I mean, obviously they're not directly comparable, but it's well, they're the not, lineage. They're isn't not it? the same in any. Not in any physical, or certainly no physical, Um, and not in any kind of way they project themselves. No Uh, character. Well, obviously, I've only seen photos. No, but what we know of his character, what we know of him, I will say, it's uh, a twist on a classic Ali form. Oh, it's like those Elvis impersonators who refuse to do the voice because they think it's tacky, demeaning. Yeah, but they'll still dress up as like Vegas Elvis, as the fattest, least healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that version, and and go from there. It's weird how there are very few young Elvis impersonators. I think Jink it will die out. Elvis impersonation. Well, the only people foreign enough to do it are 
are dying out, mm. I think. I've never seen an Elvis impersonator. I'd quite like to. I've seen a few. Have you? Very poor. Why have you? Just incidentally. Just like at, camps, in the shops. At bars. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't think some of them... I, in fact, I don't think any of them were invited. <laughs> I don't think they were actually official <laughs> they acts. They were just there. Fair enough. I mean, something to do for them, I guess. But I wondered if um, we might use this as a catalyst to briefly explain why mm-hmm. we have been approached. Well, we've got some interesting ideas about, uh, let's call it social conditioning. Uh, yeah, I was thinking... We need to rebrand. Is, yeah, brilliant. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to say Damn! That. That's the point That was the a rebrand. joke, guys. We're Obviously, re- we should preface all of this by saying we're very against bullying. We are, as people who work with kids... Acutely aware, especially stupid ones, especially stupid <laughs> idiot kids who can't even tell where tigers are from. Clues in the name because they're called like the African. Uh, okay, tiger. yeah, you got it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, also, not Africa. Never live there. <laughs> Sumatra. There we go. Let's take that. Uh, what was I saying? Anyway, yeah, bullying's bad. That goes without saying. But the caveat when we do. That, well, no, the the point that we've occasionally made. Uh, it's one of those points we've talked about this before on the show, but not recently is that there are a few topics that we separately or together will ha- lean into in a conversation if it comes up and there'll be a real tipping point. If I'm always reading the room in a big way, oh, like yeah. I'm, I'm very, you've like, got to know like to stay away the lay of, of, the land. of what's going on, how people are taking anything that I say. Uh, that might surprise some listeners. No, because I've said some dreadful <laughs> stuff on this show. But no. we don't, you can't look at them. While That's you're true. Doing it. I mean, if you were here, I'd probably just ask you if you wanted a <laughs> cup of tea and then go quietly to bed. <laughs> Headphones on. You just be left chatting to me yeah. next to Isaac's bed. Um, but in conversation, there are some topics which we are both kind of passionate about, but in a way that we are aware is partly joking. But also, there is a kernel a very of definite kernel. seriousness to the idea. Uh, and Which know, exists largely as opposition to everyone else's position uh-huh, on this. True. And, um, you know, you can call us pioneers if you want. TS at shame.city. Revolutionaries. That's fine, whatever you want to say. But there is always uh, endemic to these sorts of interactions a tipping point in conversation where you can just catch in people's eyes the realization sometimes vocalized of oh oh, you're not joking (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i'm partly joking i'm like exaggerating for comic effect but one such hardline stance that we've occasionally advanced is the idea that bullying at its very core well it's function yeah its function is to normalize individuals to some level some set of parameters within which behavior well this is the thing we behavior specifically is where we're interested because if it's like to where your race is acceptable then that's that's just being racist (laughs) it's a slightly different issue but in the purest its own special name yeah exactly in the kind of just william uh you know like 19th century kids book stories of like jolly japes mister where there's like an antagonist like ethel in the worst witch who you know uh, flicks Mildred because she's like, I don't know, what does Mildred do in the West Switch? She I just bees a bit of an idiot. Remember. So if you are 12 at a party and you stand up and start like shouting just nonsense whilst the clown's doing, do you have clowns at a 12 year old's party? Probably not anymore. Okay. I just have an Xbox. 
Xbox. So you, once the Xbox is on, <laughs> and, you know, Netflix, and they're all like, everyone's got their Bitcoin portfolios out, and they're like Bitcoin party <laughs> bags being traded back and forth. And then you stand up and start like singing songs from Chicago at the top of your voice. Someone's going to be like, what is he doing? Don't, don't be doing that. And That's the annoying. shame that ensues is therefore a mechanism to kind of help you fit in with everyone else. Yeah. That's the route. And I realise I've talked for quite a long time because I'm very keen well, it's just to a, ensure... Yeah, because it's a, it's a strict definite. We're not saying that we are pro any kind of violence... Absolutely not. ...or uh, racial invective. Any any invective based on, you know, any... I guess we should define for yeah, ourselves as- a new set of like criteria for what it encompasses. So for me, it's only behavioral yeah it's only behavioral social behavior social behavior where the behavior is not the product of some other you know pre-existing concept yeah so like if someone has Tourette's you're not going to have a go at them for no we're not saying you can bully it out of them no but if uh (laughs) bully the stutter out of him quick (laughs) (laughs) but if those all things being equal and absent other conditions the basic effect of someone does something outside of the set of acceptable behaviors in whatever social context you exist in. Yeah. Everyone else reacts. That person feels, ah, oh, it's I'm, the whole reason that we have anything there. that we can call community. Yeah. But it's also, it's also the whole reason we have anything that we could call like funny or moving. Yeah. Because if like Picasso stood up and just wanked onto a canvas and all the other artists were like, hey, what is that? Like, go, get out of Paris now, Pablo. Then, you know, he would have come back and been like, oh, maybe less of that and more of the... Triangles. The hand art. <laughs> more of this Guernica stuff. It's yeah, they loved big. that. Hated wank on canvas. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> so that's the concept. Yeah. And we we've used this because... You know, oftentimes there's more of an emotional uh, response to bullying if it if it is young children. You yeah. Know, if you don't want to see your kids being bullied, do you? No. I mean, and of course you would. Neither do we. No. But if you're a 24 year old doing the Naruto run down the street, <laughs> you deserve someone to fucking say something, don't you? It's well, for your own good. Like, there is a point at which, and so an interesting. Uh, shall I land my mother in this bit of trouble? Absolutely. Sure. It's also not going to cause her any trouble. No. So my mum's a childcare professional. Yep. She's like a trained uh, nanny, maternity nurse, sleep trainer, guru. She's like worked for literal royalty doing this job. And she was telling me the other day when I popped over to get uh, my name change thing for my new passport. See last week's episode for how fun that was. Um, she was telling me about some of the kids that had come over for like a party or something and about how, well, there are two different forms that this was taking. She, she started by saying, some of them just talk such nonsense. <laughs> now, I think they're about four or five. Is she a tutor? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but she was saying that kids and I've experienced this, but obviously I don't work with this age group very often, but kids who are just like, I'm going to fly out the window. <laughs> And my mum was like, oh, that would be funny, wouldn't it? He's like, oh, no, I'm going to fly out the window. It's like, well, you're not. <laughs> and just the way she said, like, no, no, but I am because I'm a superhero. And she said, well, it'd be 
you know, it's nice. It can be interesting to think that you are, but why don't you draw? I remind you that you're not. Like at the core of it, you are not going to do normal. You're a kid. (laughs) Sit down. But what I'm saying there is that that's a childcare professional who realizes that it is imperative. It's your job as an adult to say, "Don't do that," because you're setting yourself up. It's like in about a boy where Hugh Grant tries to stop Marcus from going out in front of all the kids in his school and singing that fucking dreadful <laughs> Rascal Flats, is it that? I heard he had a style. What is that song? Killing know. Them Softly. Oh, Killing yeah. Me Softly with his song. Singing that stupid song in front of all his friends. Hugh Grant's desperate to stop him. Does it anyway, doesn't he, the little dick? Idiot. Hugh has to come in with a guitar, save the day, take the heat. Thanks a lot. Doesn't get anything from it. Nope. It's, you know, it's our role to... Stop things that are going to get well, yeah. you and bullied. One, once you're in school, it's about like your parents do the best they can before school, but they don't. With you know, by doing kind of like individual things, the basics, like the fundamentals, um, and then once you get to school, the crowd does that. Yeah, except I think there is uh, obviously, like we said, like there's there's too far, but. On the flip side of that, there's very much not Too enough yeah. on usually the part of the parents. Oh, absolutely. There's a certain sector my of middle class. My mummy says I'm a miracle. Yeah, oh, exactly. That exact thing. That came into my head while I was listening to uh, this woman at the Harry Potter exhibition tell her daughter about unicorn medicine. It's like, look at this, Eleanor. This says that in 2000 BC, unicorns were used as as, as medicine. What do you think about that? And the kid was like... I don't think unicorns are real. She was like, but the book says so. And she said, can you read that word? And she went, unicorn. And then just ran off. She went, Eleanor, Eleanor. And it was exactly <laughs> like a Tim Minchin, yeah. Matilda character. You rem- reminded me of something that I was going to say beforehand, but definitely must say now, uh-huh. which was that on this sort of topic, I was sent by my girlfriend uh, and read it, our relationships post from earlier, mm-hmm. which is sadly... Since been, been deleted, deleted but the, the title was I think my 31 daughter five is being scammed at school. <laughs> scammed. Right. And the story was by another kid. Yeah. The story was that she kept asking like for like pennies and for change. Yeah. And was taking them in. And another girl was <laughs> selling her for and all the other kids in school for this money, invisible unicorns. <laughs> Right, <laughs> this but, girl's a genius. But the best bit was that there was an edit at the bottom, a clarification, mm. which said that she, she doesn't. She knows about imaginary unicorns. She she doesn't. She doesn't think these are imaginary. She just thinks this girl is finding invisible That's unicorns so somewhere. The patter on this kid. <laughs> yeah, no, them. No. Now you've heard of imaginary Look, unicorns. I wouldn't sell you such wouldn't a thing. Wouldn't waste your time it with would, it. It's a, it will be against my professional <laughs> ethics. Okay, That's I don't so sell a guy a bum unicorn. <laughs> I sell a guy a real. Unicorn. Brackets invisible. What you gonna do? I don't make them. Sorry, would you want a unicorn that doesn't have the power of invisibility (laughs) or a unicorn that does? You can get the you can get a visible unicorn for cheap, I tell you. I know people that twenty guys, twenty guys down the road sell it to you (laughs) fucking penny a unicorn. (laughs) That kid is my hero. That's so funny. (laughs) But so returning to the original point, and like my personal experience of this is that I was a very odd child, as you might expect. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I was sort of like... Anyone but your mum. 
you'd have been fucked. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because my my mum that typifies her personality type. That anecdote about the kid that wants to fly out the window. Yeah. Um. And so at the age of like, I don't know. I was quite only child, of course. Oh. <laughs> only child, Doc. That's where it began. If you hadn't guessed. <laughs> For all of the fucking Christ similarities he likes to bring up. Oh, yes. He was the only child, of course. I'm going to kill you at 33. I'm telling you here and now. Fuck's sake. Um, but I was like, I remember there's a story my mum told ages ago, not on the podcast, I made it sound like on oh, episode four, <laughs> of when she was just really sad at her parents' evening because I think I'd just like not really talked to. It wasn't even that I didn't really have friends. It was just that I didn't really think that other children were kind of interesting yeah i guess and i would just like chat to the teacher i also didn't want to do any like art stuff because i didn't want to get like my hands dirty with paint and stuff like that still remains today and i maintain that that's perfectly acceptable behavior (laughs) (laughs) but so my mum made to do years worth of catching up (laughs) now myself (laughs) my mum made a concerted effort to just completely like de-emphasize academic stuff, which I was already doing well at. Uh, and to just be like, no, you're going to go and like play with other kids. You fucking idiot. <laughs> so you're not going to grow up to be a total outcast. And look at me now. Host well, of yeah. an award winning podcast. Exactly. So thanks mum. And thanks bullying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I had this because I, I was absolutely a very unpopular mm friendless child of what what age are we talking because i was uh, talking about about f- four to maybe three no to see five i'm talking like 11 to 16 oh okay but before then i had friends but i was very odd mm. and i again In think anyone other than my mum or dad would have just because i think they, they were they were you know despite what some of their stances might imply mm. they were very happy for me to be somewhat of a a lovey (laughs) of a childhood as I always have been Mm -hmm. but I think that they knew that I was on a a very trembling precipice that the other side of which there was no return you'd crumble into like theatre kid and it kind of this came to a head in the last year of my primary school where I came home with the announcement I'd joined the country dancing club (laughs) and my dad point blank refused to let me go and at the time i i let me tell you listeners i was devastated i got kicked out of dance club primary school i'm not surprised but um to this day i am looking back extraordinarily grateful yeah not because i look down on those boys who were in the country dancing club but because I know that for me, yes, that would, would have, been, have been it. You would have like locked in at that I point. I already, already Ooh. with what I took to secondary school, mm. I had no friends for five years. So like I, I mean, I, I was already starting behind. <laughs> I had a handicap as it were um, in the golfing sense. Yes. Um, so I'm, you know, grateful for that. I was reminded though, when you were saying um, about kind of parenting as well, of a, just a great story from my mum that uh, doesn't necessarily fit the topic, but I feel in some ways does about mm-hmm. kind of appropriate behaviour, about reading the room. Yeah. When I was very young, I think I was, I think it must have been before 
primary school, so it was probably like nursery. I think I'd come home from nursery. Um, mum had just had my brother. Yeah. So she was rushing around doing ev- this, that, and everything. Dad was at work, so she was like having to like clean the house. She was trying to get dinner ready for the evening, trying to get my brother to go to sleep. She just sat me down in front of my favorite Sesame Street video, which I watched religiously. Which one? Do you remember? It was a pink <clears throat> video. It was a collection of sketches with the monster hits. It was called. It was loads of their songs. Monster hits. That's mm-hmm. so good. Um, and I just used to like sitting in front of it, singing Sears for Cookie" hours on end. I used to think that was the lyric was Sears for Cookie." It's growing up for me. For years. That explains. A I was a deaf child. <laughs> I actually was. Um, but anyway, I had a glass of orange juice mm-hmm. and I fucked it all over the carpet right in front of the television. That's an error. And my mum came and she was like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, picked me up, put me on the sofa, went and got uh, like stuff to clear it up with mm-hmm. and was clearing it up and she was facing the telly and she sort of heard a slight movement behind her but like kept scrubbing, but then had that weird feeling that someone's doing something weird yeah. nearby. That instinct. That's a very and she, parental. And she knew, sense. and she knew exactly what it was and exactly what I was doing. And she looked over her shoulder. And despite the fact that mum was clearing up my mess, I was like leaning and stretching to look round her at the telly to watch my <laughs> video. <laughs> she was like, you want to watch your fucking video, do you? <laughs> you want to watch this, do you? You can clown your own fucking eyes. Jesus. That's Through so funny. Fucking clock. The image of you like trying to be loose. like Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, just like, comfortable. Just, I was just sort of stretching, like, looking around her. Just got to do my lunges, <laughs> mum. Oh. That's how funny. What were we saying? How did we go into this? Bullying. Bullying kids. In, in, you know, to sum up, <laughs> can be... Oh, I had another point within, Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking, as we were talking about this idea that, you know, there's a, there would be one step too far. Like, if we'd gone one more path down the road where, for you, that was oh, dance yeah. club. For me, that was like... I mean, I was classic, like, putting on shows for family members yeah, yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a pair of tights as well with flowers on, so that was a good time for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was only when I was like... 18 they said anyway like there are it's quite alarming this sense I wonder how true it is that at some point that's like it there will be one activity or one like day one realisation and then that's just your personality is kind of set that's the bedrock the final atom of the cement bonded to the rest and then that's just you it's a shame that for most people and indeed for most of the people that we're talking about where there just wasn't enough in place. Mm. That seems to be the day they watched the first anime. <laughs> and then that, that was is, it. Like, and then that, that's just the last, wow. that's the last jigsaw. And then the whole thing auto cements yeah. into a photograph. It's end of book one. That's and then, you. And then books two to a hundred are the tale of the boy, the Naruto run and no friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. It's quite a worrying thing as a parent, though, because it's... That's what I... That was the point that I was going to make, is, like, can can you see that coming? How mm. clearly? I feel like my parents definitely oh, could see yeah, it Yeah, my mum saw it coming in a big way. Um, and... Course correct. We've found each other. I know, well, Is we this are. it? Do we, like, take the leap? <laughs> Holding hands straight <laughs> over the edge. We take Dance that, club take in flower tights. <laughs> <laughs> Drag him by his now short hair. <laughs> so, um, Reggie... How does he tie into all of this? Well, I think that you have come into 
some technology that can help us. I have, and I'm not willing to divulge no, 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 the details no, no, no. of it. We needn't. Or uh, it is legal. I'll make that clear. It's not like uh, I'm we know, holding onto a nuke. We know it's worrying to have to clarify that it's legal, <laughs> but it is. We've not checked, but we've... You know, I'm sure we've talked is. about HeatSec before. I don't know that we have. Well, if we haven't, then let's just run through it very briefly, because we're already over an hour, and I wanted this episode to go minutes long at most. <laughs> but... Uh, Short version is that we had have a friend called Ross. Well corrected. <laughs> well, I haven't spoken to him for about two no, years. Same. So he probably doesn't even count us as buddies anymore. I shared a satirical article the other day uh-huh. um, that was experts still unable to find reason for drinking bottled lager in a pub. Uh-huh. Did he have a... He had, oh, he had a response as to would. why that was him. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's, that's that, in a nutshell, tells you everything you need to know as to why this, this was necessary. So Ross is... Yeah, this does tie in, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So Ross is a really lovely guy. He's funny. Extremely Very lovely. warm, very generous. Uh, he's got a lovely turtle, tortoise guy going on yeah. at his house. And um, we did a radio show with him at uni called Dial M for Toby. Award winning. It was bronze award winning, yeah. Uh, Just say award. Yeah, but... You know, it won one of the awards, one of the one of those big metal ones. It wasn't silver. <laughs> exactly. Second Do the rest of the us, working yeah. out yourself. And um, one day, I can't really remember. Oh, this is how it started. Every so often, as part of my particular flavour of, uh, you know, I was going to say friendship surveillance. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> aperture science way of putting it. <laughs> Welcome to the friendship surveillance. The friendship lab. surveillance. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, as part of that kind of whole it's your, protocol. It's your reading it's my way the room caring. when they're not in the room. It is. That's very true. It is basically that, yeah. Because yeah. I guess that comes from like knowing that you Paranoia. have a tendency towards being like uh, asocial. Mm-hmm. Is that to counteract that, I've become like hypersocial. So I read... Stalkery. That's not true. <laughs> One hour photo. <laughs> God, he's a real icon of mine. I've got a poster for that film, but I cut off the... So it's just Robin Williams looking at a load of negatives <laughs> in a big heart. But anyway, so I found his Reddit account. Now, a Reddit account is a notoriously difficult thing to find. As anyone... I often wonder when we're talking about Reddit if this is too niche a reference for our listenership because a lot of people don't use it. I'm constantly surprised that a lot of people people do. do, Yeah, Yeah, but it just doesn't seem to be anyone else I know. Like it's if you're not, get on it because it's just clearly the best website for like everything. Knowing what's happening in in the world world. and yeah, and the best jokes and stuff. All content flows roughly from there, from that particular tap. So Reddit accounts, for those who don't know, are anonymized inherently. They don't tie into any other social media. There's no profile picture until recently when you can have a cartoon of like a little alien um there's no incentive to share anything actually to do with you it's kind of an anti-social network in that regard and so finding is that the name of your screenplay <laughs> it's going well yeah finch has said no it was a hard pass from jesse eisenberg but we've got lynch on board and it's going to be something i tell you um yeah, so finding someone's Reddit account can be and has because I sit on even now the knowledge of everyone I know who uses Reddit. I know at least an account of theirs. And like, I, you know mine, I know yours, but I'm very public with mine because I've used it as like forward facing anyway. But I know quite a few of my friends 
who's would like me not to know it because it's right. just commenting on porn and like weird <laughs> Harry Potter sex fanfic. You know who you are if you're listening. Um, so yeah, it's a fiercely guarded thing often. And it's kind of a trend. Like you'll see it in ask Reddit question. There is often like people whose friends found out your username. What's the worst thing that happened? Cause people open up in a big way. That's part yeah. of the appeal of the site is that not having a face to the name allows you to be like very honest because there's no and reason to lie more than a lot of other sites where that's the case. Yeah. It tends to do so in a positive way rather than a negative. True. There are lots of instances where it Absolutely. does not. Yeah. There are downsides to anonymity, of course, but the positives are, are many and varied and there's really no like the idea of kind of grandstanding that you see on Twitter that we've, touched on before with this like yeah this desire to kind of be Beautiful. slightly more virtuous and things uh doesn't really translate very well to no. that format so we don't get a lot of it all of which is to say that i found ross's reddit profile just i i mean i genuinely can't remember how but i'm quite clearly must have been just searching usernames that he used which doesn't reflect very well on me but oh, i'll take it yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so there it was. And I kind of absentmindedly like logged into an alt, another account, like a spare one used for like testing stuff mostly and commented something weird on something he'd written, something that I knew it wasn't really an in joke. It was just a kind of odd thing to say, uh, that would blindside him a little bit. I just wanted to see the reaction, just a, a small poke to see what yeah. would happen. And quite the reaction it was. Goodness. Paragraphs me. of response written in this really lovely. He's a but he's a funny earnest. boy. Yeah, he's earnest is very much his uh, probably main quality really trade, because yeah. it's a very nice thing to be. It's kind of sincere. He's very sincere, but he writes a little bit like uh, a captain in World War Two era. I was thinking um, in World War Two, but he's one of the guys in Africa. Okay. He's one of the guys fighting in the desert. Okay, maybe, yeah. Like some a diarist as well, probably. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Lots Not one of anyone's like, read. Crikey, blimey, yeah. grabby mitts, cripes. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Um, and so I responded. Oh, no, his response was like just paragraphs of kind of confusion and apology. And it was just a really lovely, odd thing to get in response so i thought okay well, we're on something here so over the course of a couple of terms declan and i i got declan involved obviously straight on board we decided with no initial aim to i don't know where heat second developed from i think you just said it i did i, I remember that said at some once. point i just said it but i can't remember why i thought that was the vector but basically what it ended up with being after having just kind of done a few of these weird comments like insinuating that he was posting like in completely the wrong place or like don't break the rules like that just weird things that yeah. would get him to react in an odd way um i i don't know why he hasn't spoken to us for a couple of years <laughs> i really can't think to be honest um he yeah we decided that the play the overarching narrative to this story that we were living would be that he was guilty uh -huh. of heading up some kind of cabal yeah some sort of movement that was uh never defined nope uh their goals their aims their methods never actually spoke the only thing that we mentioned was that 
it involved somehow hijacking people's accounts. Yeah. Um, and then it was like really vague tech jargon terms like uh, uh, backrouting. Yeah. <laughs> backtracing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, root, was, root sourcing. Yeah. There were just loads of like, but serious accusations. And then, and then, I mean, maybe the step too far was they were vaguely tinged with anti-Semitism <laughs> no, no, at one it was point. A, it was not that so much as like an affiliation with like Nazi imagery. Yeah. I don't think there's any particular... Oh, we didn't say that he it. had done anything in particular. It that was, was just that they that were That was the genius of it, because it was, you know, punching a ghost, wasn't yeah. it? Like, what, how do you fight back against no, against no actual accusation? Yeah. Just people saying, stop it. Yeah, there were loads of people being like, give the accounts back. Like, and then the next day, we... another account would be like, you're still up to it, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're doing. Um, and this went on for... And we did... Well, the thing is, is that we did nearly all of it on two days. Yeah, well, and then, the most part of and the And then setup. we just like... And then a, we left it for a few weeks. Yeah. So one of our defences... Not the <laughs> needs defend was that had he clicked on any of these accounts that were saying these things to him, yeah. he'd have seen that they were all made on the same day. Yeah, like and also like trolling is right. a big part of yeah. Reddit and big part of all internet communities. So I'd kind of expected to be foiled very quickly. I'm always very paranoid, and again, this doesn't reflect well on me that I've said always. But when typing oh, yeah, as definitely. someone else, I'm always like, oh, but that's such an advisor thing to yeah, say. So. Better like put it through Google Translate 16 times and yeah. see what comes out. Um, so it came to a head when I went to visit Isaac one Easter. Yeah, Canterbury. And, and we decided to get back on this. Mm-hmm. And we decided that the new, you know, the next step, the next phase was that we'd relaunch the attacks, but there'd be some new Let's accounts. not call them attacks. No, but from their perspective, they from the perspective of these characters, they were attacked. They were being... Oh, well, I guess... But they were... I wouldn't think they'd call them attacks because they felt they were, the, they were justified. They'd think of it as like a crusade, which okay. is an even less problematic say- term. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, uh, so you're saying that these... They were like... You know, well, I can't say that. You've banned They're righteous. Me from any, yeah, okay. Yeah. This was like liberationary terrorism yeah yeah i would okay. say so and then yeah, like- <laughs> we well we uh we got some more kind of hard proof involved because yeah at a certain point he'd had like enough and he was just like look there's i don't know what you're talking about you've got the wrong guy oh god the profile picture thing that there's nothing great. there so what i did next was uh i knew his youtube channel because for a period i don't know if he still does he was making quite regular videos that i would watch he does does he? With with Toby. Oh, that's nice. I find, like we talked about in episode one, I think, I find videos of like people I know very relaxing. When they, when they know they're not talking to you. Yeah, I find it. I'm that's not... because when they're talking to you, they're fucking on they're edge. They're on edge. Because they know about this bullshit. <laughs> God, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. People always have that kind of tenseness. <laughs> Don't know what that is. Can't put your finger on it. You're no. right. There's no reason for it. Anyway, so what we did over the course of several hours was yeah. hard work photoshopping evidence. So, we, yeah, we got the profile picture from there. And where did I put it? We put it on, there's a subreddit called R Conspiracy, which is basically, you could make a very good argument that it's kind of one of the originating nests of the alt-right, as we know it mm. today, came out of the R Conspiracy, because the R Conspiracy was, not to get too in-depth, it was like the talk radio haven, the Alex Jones yeah. is God place on Reddit before that was anything approaching mainstream. Yeah. And yeah, now their thunder's been stolen by the fact that that's the dominant 
kind of yeah. political narrative online at least uh but yeah so our conspiracy you would often see that was a place that like the flat earth movement pre- pretended to be about kind of skepticism and healthy inquiry but was actually just a lot of people mostly white who are scared of minorities <laughs> scared of uh, scared of black people and aliens that was, was pretty a- much their alien remit. alien yeah. in any sense of the word yeah pretty much and so we i posted on there very briefly a thing that was like, I bet I could find it if I had time. Maybe yeah. something like exposed how Ross's username has been proven to be heading up heat sex operations. Then it had his profile picture. I knew it would be deleted straight away, but I took a screenshot. Yeah. And then I think I like edited some of the text of other ones to I be think, like, well, yeah. And you edited new to be top. Oh yeah. Top of like, so that it looked like it was the top story. Yeah, like that everyone was talking deleted. about. Then we, it, there was a, backroom chat yeah it was like an irc that was it yeah which is a just a very standard chat room thing where we we made up these characters this is so weird (laughs) (laughs) we're we're We're, we're proof that bullying normalization (laughs) doesn't always work (laughs) sometimes it pushes you too far the other way yeah, um, Diego Fairfax. Yeah, Monkey Fullfax, Muncher. Monkey Muncher, XOXX. <laughs> <laughs> they were chatting about, you know, was the chat from the perspective of HeatSec members? No, it was, or was from, it the counter movement. Yeah, it was the counter movement saying that their post on our conspiracy had been was, deleted. Oh, yeah. And so, like, adding to the fervor, but also more hard proof from, from Ross's perspective. Again, a perspective that could have been broadened and realized by a second of research which i feel <laughs> gives us one, some literally one click yeah. uh, but from his perspective now there are multiple avenues here but then the real confirming the same of, thing like the like the, the the killing blow yeah came in that i decided that it was time to make some accounts to sympathize yeah this was a good to come to his defense yeah so i made a few where i came in and i was saying hey look I know this guy. I watch his YouTube channel, which, I mean, again, could have been a clue because I think it's just you and Toby. Yeah. But I was like, I've seen all his videos and, like, he would never do something like this. And then you got another one coming into his defence as well. And he was like, oh, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. And then, the you know, the final stage of this was gifted to us by Ross himself, who having never actually checked anything about any of the accounts who'd been accusing him. And again, having never been accused of anything specific. Nothing. Not even like themes. It wasn't even clear, like the no. the domain, the size, the scope, the mission statement of HeatSec. <laughs> this name that I'd just come up with. Yep. And he messaged one of my alt accounts saying, thanks so much. Like, any idea how I can get this to stop? <laughs> you I, had an idea. <laughs> oh, we had an idea. We said to him, look, I think that the only way to do it would be to make a direct to camera yeah. video. Come out show your on f- top of the story. you've never shown your face yeah. on your YouTube channel. Show your face. Get, get ahead of this thing. Exactly. You want to control the narrative on yeah. pizza. And just... And just make it clear that you are being open, you're being honest, and actually it's these cowards yeah, hiding behind their anonymity idiots. who who are in the wrong. Yeah. And he didn't I don't think he really even responded. No, I don't think so. Time passed. And we we had his YouTube channel open for a, a day or so and nothing really happened. Like we refreshed it every now and then. And then I think we had dinner one night 
and we were about to play some more Sonic. Classic. And we, you, you just absentmindedly refreshed the page. Uh-huh. And there, a new video posted seven seconds ago. We caught, we caught it. it live. And there it was. <clears throat> we, no, let's talk about, about heat sec. sec. It, the video there. was seven minutes <laughs> and 20 seconds long. <laughs> and it remains to this day the greatest achievement of our lives. Yeah. Think, well, really. it was, he just, it was earnestness, but to the max. It's, and it was exactly as specified. It was a director yep, camera, camera, just um, this honest kind of, let's sit down and talk about this. Like, I don't know why these accusations have been coming. I don't know even what they kind of are. And but we I just got want to, to hear stress. him say all of these words. Hearing him say the word heat, heat sec out loud, which had previously only existed. Uprooting, backsourcing, yeah. all of this. All of these words just pour it. Well, we... I cried. Like, I collapsed well, we, when we I saw were the video. Was there. weeping. It took like, us about an hour to get through. We the watched video. it. We watched it so many times. Mm. It was and indeed, perfect. here it is, saved, saved on my computer forever, for all time. Um, and we decided not to. We we very kindly, I think, did nothing really with it. Uh-huh. Um, we made a that weird edit of it. Oh yeah, there was a good edit of it that yeah. was based on an, a thing that was going on. Was our conspiracy very? poor choice here guys decided to start a podcast and they did their first guest was this guy who was just a raging like madman as you would expect on a conspiracy and he wore a it was like a google hangouts thing and he wore like a plague doctor mask and was on a sort of green screen backdrop of venice and it was just widely mocked as like this is what Look how funny it is, all these right-wing people. <laughs> They'll never go anywhere. Oh, oh no. Psych. Just a few years later. Um, but at the time, that was, like, hilarious. So I edited some of the stuff. still great. Yeah, to just, just that cut video. A, just cut out, like, bits of him. So it was like, I am heat set. Yeah, and there bits, <laughs> so, it's, like, really obviously done as well. But yeah. there are also some really funny bits where, because his YouTube channel was small, because it was just, like, mostly for his own enjoyment, oh, yeah. uh, there are bits where he was saying, like, I don't know why they target me. Like I'm not very popular. I have like 20 subscribers and I just cut it to be like, I'm very popular. He was talking no, about, I, it's like, I haven't even got 20 subscribers. Uh-huh. You cut it to like, I'm very popular. I have tw- 20 subscribers. <laughs> and yeah, we, we never released that. Video. No. I don't think he's seen it to this no. day. Not yet. Not yet. But <laughs> what we did two. decide to do mm-hmm. was we were, as we said, we did this radio show. So we were seeing him like a few times a week. Just knowing. For this whole period. That was the real... That was the real. That's where I got off. (laughs) The real sexual thrust behind this. The shared glances across the studio. (laughs) Um, But we... After our final episode of this, we had a two-hour special. Yeah. And um, we got back all the guests we've ever had to do all of their very hastily put together features <laughs> based on a pun on their name. Yeah. And our friend Daisy Hale, yeah. her feature was called Hailstorm. Widely disliked by Toby and Ross. Because <laughs> the whole feature is just, let's be horrible about stuff they like. So like history. It, it was just, Daisy would just come in because she has a confidence like among these people that is just a sort of unrivaled yeah. really. Um, and a presence which can just put you on edge if she decides to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she just came in and I'd just briefed her to say to Toby that 
Brief Encounter was the worst film of all time and anyone who liked it was an idiot. And to say to Ross that the Romans were the most boring part of history. And they both fell for the bait so incredibly. They were so wounded by it. It was just so obviously set up by me (laughs) through Daisy. But so she came back to do this and we'd I'd given her one for one of the guests. I'd given her one for Toby. I think I'd given her one for you. Just to, you know, make it feel like it was a fair fight. Yeah. And then for Ross, it was that she revealed... It was a slow reveal. Live on air. Yeah. That we were the ones. And he didn't get it for a while, but when the penny dropped, boy, did it drop. And he was... And he he just... He was mostly silent for ages and then said the saddest sentence of all time, which was was that the thing that was affecting him most now in the moment was that one of the accounts had said they watched his YouTube channel... (laughs) really oh. liked it. I mean, I felt bad. A bit. Briefly. Yeah. But overall, he took it in good spirit. He did. I mean, he tried to kill us a bit. Uh, only for a short spell. Yeah. Then we all went to courtyard. Yeah, like gentlemen. And he realised that he'd been bested. Yeah. And what we're saying is that since then, he, he has been demonstrably more careful. Yeah, and his Reddit presence, which I check, don't you worry. Oh. <laughs> Literally a couple of days ago. Yep. Uh, it's really improved. And that's, so, so that's, what that's we're saying is we are the heroes of this story. It may have, may take some kind of mental contortion on your part. Some kind of paradigm us, shift, but, but don't worry. allow it to happen. Broaden thy mind. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to apply the same tool set to Reggie. Is that what we're saying? Uh, yes, but, uh, slightly less teaching maybe. I don't know. I think the compassionate stance is that everyone can change, and Reggie mm. too needs okay. to learn that it's not okay. So we start to, on the compassion. To use ableist attacks on people when it's going to make them upset yeah. in public. You know, how can we teach that? The right answer is through YouTube edits on everything he's ever done <laughs> and anonymous email accounts. So we better get on that, guys. We'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, we've. Uh, if you have any ideas, I mean. I do wonder how this will land with the listenership. I it's think, certainly quite odd. Uh, yeah, but... I I've, only really realise how odd all it is when I say it. I think that, I mean, when we started this, you spoke for maybe five minutes straight. Hmm. And I think that whilst you never came to any real coherent conclusion as to what our view was, you at every point avoided all of the, you know, all of the pressure points yeah. that could be used against us. So... I've, I've done I've, the work. I think we're covered. And also, at the most fundamental, true level, we are anti-bullying. Well, we are. Yeah. That has been apparent in at least 58 of our previous yeah. 62 episodes. And so the distinction we need to draw, and maybe it's a semantic one that we need to like work out our own terminology for. We, we, we know it's not a perfectly... Like, uh, it's not a It's not a perfectly defined you know, idea. It's yeah. not a, a mission statement just yet. But I guess it's just this kind of cause and effect theory of social interaction where he's done something that is not socially acceptable. He will continue to do so. And he needs a course correction. There you go. And if that takes hiring a killer, <laughs> then so be if, it. If for that we have to admit that we're pro-bullying, well, <laughs> listeners, let me tell you. Look, that's all a joke, though, especially the killing part. Oh, yes. No, that is definitely. Because if he dies they, now, that would be straight be, on you. Really, that would be right I mean, up your Emily phone. absolutely specified, short of killing someone. Oh, did she? Yes. Yeah, so. Imagine if we made that error. Oh, God. 
But anyway, send us your thoughts on that. I yeah, hope we haven't nice. alienated you because I think it's quite... Uh, I think our listeners will understand. Yeah, I think it's ultimately quite comprehensible. They're with stunt. us thus far. They're complicit. It's True. Nothing I mean, else. So. I'm going to blame all of you guys. If I go <laughs> down, you're coming down with me. So good luck. How can they get in touch with any thoughts, feedback? I've always had this suspicion that people lean towards this... Because we've talked about this before, which is like why people tolerate us in conversation at all. Yes. Because we're both very open about um, not tolerating a lot of people and a lot of things. Very much. Uh, and yet we still manage to have like quite good circles of friends. Like yeah. people invite us to stuff still. And, and they're nice people. Yeah. That's the key actually. Yeah. Because they, by contrast, and we've always <laughs> theorized that it's because it acts us being a bit horrible Often as a joke, because again, like we come back to often, we all, we both really like nice people in general yeah. and like we do nice things. Yeah. We're not actually horrible. All the time. But because we adopt those personas, it gives people a bit of an outlet for it. Yeah. And you it see. Gives, it gives people both a chance to admonish. be the moral, yep. uh, like high <coughs> to, to be the, the bigger person, but also gives them a chance to let their hair down. Yeah. You know, make the jokes say the things that they might not otherwise be comfortable saying yeah. and know that there are going to be no repercussions for exactly. it. Exactly. Apart from maybe some really targeted month-long <laughs> online interviews. <laughs> and in video edits and radio exposure and then being brought up on a podcast <laughs> three years later. But other than that, you're in the you clear, guys. you're safe with us. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> um, but, yeah... I've had a suspicion based on that kind of response. That that's the similar that thing with our people do, Yeah, and that people in general do lean towards this idea. It's just that, you know, it's not of necessarily course. acceptable to say things like that all the time. Because, you know, we all want to kind of encourage individuality. And that's true. But there are limits. There are limits. Because if your individuality takes the form of, like, hissing at road signs, then... That does need you to just, stop. Yeah, we. I personally will, would like to know because <laughs> I have some lessons. Um, if they would like to get in touch, if they agree, if they disagree, if yeah. they have counterpoint, if they want to come on and 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 you know speak on the podcast and yeah. and argue that with us and give us ammunition to edit them, in <laughs> then they're more that you're more than welcome come to aboard. do so. You heard how fairly we treated Mr. Chips. That's true. Balanced. Interview. Even though he's an out-and-out racist. Well, yeah. That is does seem to be the case now that we're looking <laughs> yeah. to Yeah. Um, then you may email. Yep. Tas, T-A-S, at shame.city. You can also come trundling into our inboxes via the website. I don't like trundling as the verb Look, of choice there. I, Zipping. That's, that's my... Feelings about email, not You think about it just mail. sort of crawls through the pipes like Definitely. a slug? It's the most horrid form of communication. Hello. Like that. I hate it. Fair. Um, but I don't hate you, listeners. I love email. When I get listeners, when, when I get listeners, when I get emails that it tells me are from That's a Shame, delightful. Your little face lights up, doesn't it? As long as it's not the bank, I'd, honestly, Anything I'm just delighted. That. that or tutorful. Goodness. Um, you say so that is shame.city slash contact. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter. Mm. The show can be found at That's a Shamecast. So Isaac okay. can be found at Isaac BD. If you need me to be employed to like look into anyone in your life. Yeah. Yeah. All inquiries should come through me. Yes. That is at Cynical Declan. True. Um, you can, cut. you could leave us a review. That if would be appreciated. Think, if you think that our views are on, bold. On corrective conditioning. Yep. 
Oh, that sounds very, very problematic. No. <laughs> Corrective conditioning sounds like something Mengele would have come up with. Social conditioning sounds like it's just one step down from chemtrails. <laughs> social conditioning sounds like Darren Brown's just like pulling all the strings. And I'm more comfortable. <laughs> Darren Brown's that. doing another lottery draw. Yeah. Um, then you should do that. Shame.city slash review, I think. It could be reviews. But that would be appreciated. It takes but a few minutes and it does something to boost us yeah, in the charts. I realise... Five stars. Yeah, the five stars are a big ask after such a controversial episode. Uh, it's not controversial, I don't But think. you might think, like, at most, this is worth half a star's deduction. Mm. But they don't do half stars. And we round up, don't we? So, really, yeah, you round up. Yeah. Point 0.5 is... It's is is yeah. So thanks for that in advance. Um, and of course, uh, if you want to fund this kind of uh, <laughs> cyber terrorism, <laughs> and therefore... If you would like your name on our bank statements when when the when tax the man comes or, the, or the counter-terrorism unit Hi, GCHQ. has a little flick through... Patreon.com slash shame city is the place for that. Anything is appreciated. It helps keep the lights on here in a very literal sense tied directly to our scottish power bill um until then long episode again goodness i know and we meant not for it to be and we didn't do any toby king quiz didn't do any toby king quiz because we'll come back to done any shame mail fuck that we've got loads of shame mail to get through i know we might do another episode yeah it'll be fun we're gonna do also if you are a patron expect a absolute deluge of bonus content as we alluded to this month this saturday yeah saturday is our blocked the whole day out to do ah oh, to do recording but we're also going to go and see the room as in the with. cult classic with tommy carpenter surname wizzo wizo whatever you want to say we'll be in attendance and we're, we're hoping to maybe maybe if the stars align and if he his mood is right get him to say something for the podcast oh, that would be incredible it would be amazing I'd be so happy. Uh, until then, episode 64, that'll be. Tune back in next Wednesday. I've been Isaac. You've been. I have been Declan. Sure you have. And we'll see you <gasps> next week. Bye, guys. Look for the Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I'm in the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. for me the bare necessities of life will come to you
necessities Forget about your worries and your strife I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I wander Wherever I roam Necessities of life will come to you. The bare necessities, the bare necessities, the bare necessities of life will come to you.